Hello everyone, welcome back to the Football with the Boys podcast. This is episode 64 of the Football with the Boys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So, we've all we all had highs and lows of, of week 1. The injury bug was definitely around and there was also just uh some bad football play with no preseason games. So, uh looked like there's a lot of uh teams and players that Obviously, didn't have uh, their chemistry down, and that big that played a big part in uh, some of our fantasy players' disappointing week one. So, I think what I'm gonna do every week, um, unlike last year, I had like three or four different episodes of the podcast. I think I'm just gonna keep it the one each week. Easier to keep up, easier to listen. You guys don't get tired of listening to me, so <laughs> I think it'll be better that way. And hopefully, this doesn't become hashtag the lost podcast number two. Hopefully, uh, this one is saved and uh, we don't lose the audio. But anyway, yeah, I think that's going to be the weekly podcast format. I'll go over uh, injuries and uh, just current events and just gives um, my thoughts on some players and some uh, teams for the week. So, starting with, uh, I believe it's Charlie, who is, yes, Charlie is the Le'Veon Bell owner. Uh, Bell left the game, early, early, uh, the week one game against... Uh, I can't remember who they played. But anyway, they lost. However, um, Bell left the game early with a hamstring injury. He's going to be out a couple weeks. So uh, Charlie was already kind of thin at running back. He also has an injury to Duke Johnson. I think that's also a hamstring injury. So two hamstrings. He also uh, had Brandon Ayuk uh, play last week who was listed as out, so he definitely uh, hurt his chances there. So he's starting Carlos Hyde as a backup running back, as his number two running back. That is uh, going to be tough. And, um, yeah, Charlie didn't have a lot of great depth at running back before, and now he's really hurting. Interesting that he did not pick up... uh, Frank Gore, who is the starting running back for the Jets right now, but that offense looked atrocious. So, can't blame anyone for not going after Frank Gore. Uh, moving on to Lloyd. Lloyd is in some major trouble right now. So, let's see. Where do I start? So, he had the, the biggest one was Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas' injury is huge. That was Lloyd's first-round pick. First, it was declared he was a it was, um, it was an ankle or foot injury for Michael Thomas, and they weren't sure how long it was going to be, how Thomas would be out for, and they thought maybe he'd be able to play through it. About twelve hours or so after that, it was announced that he had a high ankle sprain, and was going to be out several weeks. So. Uh, so before the injury, I feel like Lloyd was 
okay at wide receiver, but not definitely not great. And now his uh, team's really hurting. So he he's playing Deshaun. Deshaun only had uh, two catches for 46 yards in week one. And he's going with Randall Cobb, who only had 4.3 points last week on two catches for 23 yards. And I know Deontay Johnson didn't necessarily perform well. He only had eight points, but um, I don't know. I feel like the Steelers are going to throw a decent amount. And, uh, you know, Big Ben, Juju, Deontay Johnson. I would be starting Deontay Johnson over Deshaun every week. I know Deshaun brings that boomer bust value. But, um, man, it's tough. And now he also lost Marlon Mack for the season. That was a big blow. So now he's starting James White, Mark Ingram, and Todd Gurley. Mark Ingram was a big disappointment in week one with only 2.9 points. Jeez, that is rough. He had 10 carries for 29 yards. No... Not even one catch, geez. Yeah, so his team's definitely in some shambles right now. And uh, I know it's going to be rough. But I, if I was Lloyd, I would definitely recommend <laughs> dropping Marlon Mack. He serves as no, he serves no purpose on the team just sitting in IR. Unless he plans on keeping him. But even if he was a keeper, he's going to probably go towards the end of the draft next year anyway. So, Lloyd definitely has some injury concerns there. Um, Sean Cox, he was bit by the injury bug pretty bad. Uh, so, Brian, so, Sean and Brian play each other. So, where do I start? So, before week one started... Sean already had an injury to Cortland Sutton and an injury to Debo Samuel. Now it looks as if um, James Conner's going to be out probably a couple weeks. He's been injury prone pretty much his whole career, unfortunately. So, um, and actually, before the draft started, before, um, you know, we were talking about keepers a couple of weeks before the draft. Um, I mentioned to Sean how he should keep either Eckler or Kyler Murray over James Conner. Even though Conner was a better value in round 10, I felt like um, James Conner has uh, just been banged up too much. And even last year when Conner was hurt, Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell looked a lot better than Connor when Connor was playing anyway. So, hate to say that I told you so, but I told you so. Um, Defonte Parker had a hamstring injury too. He missed um, most of the game in week one. He's questionable play for this week. George Kittle is also questionable play for week number two. He, um, I think he has a sprained knee. So, that's very concerning. Uh, you would think they wouldn't rush Kittle back for week two, 
even though they have a lot of injuries to the to the wide receivers, you think they'd want to keep Kittle for the long haul. So, uh, interesting to see how that plays out. And I think it was a good move by Sean to pick up Dallas Goddard, especially if as if this contract situation continues with Ertz. I feel like they're just gonna end up trading him mid season anyway. So, um, yeah. Sean might have picked up a decent uh, starting tight end. Moving on here. Let's see. Who else was Snake Bit? Um, Brandy was bit by the injury bug a little bit. Blake Jarwin tore his... Uh, I can't remember if it was a ACL or his Achilles, but either way, done for the season. Brandy only carried and draft, drafted one tight end. So, uh, yeah, she's definitely hurting for a tight end right now. So, if you, any, any of you guys are interested trading uh, tight end to Brandy, there you go. Um, Keith, with the injury to Michael Thomas, it definitely devalues Drew Brees. Um, Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara definitely get a big bump. But... Uh, It'd be hard to trust Thomas without Breeze. Or, sorry, it would be hard to trust Breeze without Thomas. I said that backwards. Um, yeah, no Thomas for Breeze, so ah, it's going to be tough. Especially with already not having, uh, you know, Taysom Hill comes in quite a bit for Breeze. Probably 10 to 15, maybe at least 10 plays a game. So, um,. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel confident starting Breeze, and that's probably why uh, Keith and I agreed to the T.Y. Hilton trade. We'll get in that and into that in a little bit, but um, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't feel good about good about Breeze. His arm strength is definitely starting to decrease from year to year, and it's pretty obvious uh, so far in twenty twenty. Uh, who else? I think I got everyone. Um, yeah, I believe that was everything. Lloyd and Sean Cox were definitely, uh, got hurt the most so far in week one. So I guess I'm just gonna go with the go with the trades that happened. So I guess going back to the first trade, um, first actual player trade that is. So Jimmy traded um, George Kittle and Keenan Allen for uh, Travis Kelsey at the time when it happened. I thought Jimmy might have been giving up too much, and you know. Uh, I thought, you know, Kittle and Kelsey went back-to-back in the draft, and they're already pretty close in value as it is. So giving up a certain receiver of Keenan Allen's quality, I thought that was a little too much. But after one week, it looks like Jimmy might have made a better move there. Um, Obviously, the Dak and Baker Mayfield trade, that was was, a... 
that was a softball. I knew Brandy didn't like Dak, and um, just simply, you know, just offered a trade. She accepted it, and that was it. There was nothing more to it than that. Um, so, the Melvin, or before that, so, I felt like after week one, having Chris Thompson and my flex really uh, limited my upside, and I felt like I needed to get stronger by receiver, and having two top five fantasy quarterbacks doesn't really help me. I feel in some ways it actually hurts me more because at least with wide receivers, I can start four of them, and then I can only start one quarterback. So uh, I made the trade for T.Y. Hilton after long and thorough uh, trade discussions with Keys a lot, back and forth. We were finally able to come to a trade. And after, after that, I was actually pretty comfortable with running with um, Mahomes, Hunt, Gordon, Cooper, Diggs, Cooper Cup, and T.Y. Hill. And I thought that wouldn't be a strong start lineup along with Hooper. So I was pretty comfortable with that. And then after, uh, for a couple of days, was like a day or so maybe, Brian and I had been going back and forth with, um, he wanted Diggs, originally he wanted Cream Hunt and Diggs for Eckler, and then it kept changing. Then he wanted Cooper and Hunt, and I wasn't really willing to give it up. But finally, after a lot of back and forth, and I offered a bunch of different combinations of players for Eckler. Uh, I just, I actually didn't think he was going to do the trade, and I offered Mari Cooper and Melvin Gordon for Eckler and five hours of fab. And uh, I he seemed like he was pretty sold on Cooper and Cream Hunt, so I didn't think he was going to do it. Ended up happening. Really, I really didn't want to give up Cooper, but... Um, I just felt more comfortable with Eckler. He offers more upside and more consistency on a weekly basis than Melvin Gordon and potentially more than Mark Cooper with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup to feed. And also Zeke's going to get his catches too. So all in all, I just felt like I needed to upgrade at running back. But it was also a good trade for Brian. I feel like Brian, you know, he decreases that running back a little bit, but he also strengthens his wide receivers, which he really needed to do. And he gets to keep Judy, gets to keep Jared Judy, who was also involved in trade discussions. So um, he gets to have Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Mari Cooper, and Jared Judy, and that's a pretty strong four wide receivers. So those were the trades, and uh, I'm going to go over the waiver wire, as I did last year. I thought it was a pretty interesting um, week, I guess week, uh, week one waiver wire. So starting off with Tyler and Sean, the submitted a $28 bid for Naheem Hines, and they were already pretty strong at running back. They have Zach Moss, Milo Sanders, CMC, 
Cam Akers. So them getting uh, another running back who is really good in PPR. And if anything were to happen to Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines is is, uh, obviously the starter there. So... Uh, twenty. I wasn't expecting him to go for $28. And even Sean Cox submitted a $22 bid. I thought that was even high. But with Benny Snell not being available as a... Um, as a pickup. Or Malcolm Brown. You, it's, I think it's fair to say that Naheem Hines would have been the... Or is, is or would have been the... Clear-cut number one player to add this week. And, um, yeah, if you know if you really want someone, you go out there and go get them. I can't imagine there's um, a more important running back that's available on waiver wire right now than Naheem Hines for the Colts. So moving on to Sean Cox, he's been an $11 bid for Dallas Goddard. Charlie, Lloyd, and Keith were also trying to add him, but um, Charlie had a $5 bid, and Sean won him with $11. This was huge, especially with the uncertainty with George Kittle with his sprained knee. And like I said earlier, if um, Ertz were to get traded, Sean steps in with Dallas Carter as a number one tight end. So moving on to me... Uh, after I, I was already looking to get Joshua Kelly before I made the trade for Austin Eckler, but after I did do the trade, I thought it was very important for me to get Joshua Kelly to be Eckler's handcuff. And with the $5 extra fab I got from Brian, I decided to be a little bit more aggressive, went up to a $10 bid just to lock up Kelly and Brian had a $3 bid, and Sean Tyler had a $2 bid. So, Kevin dropped uh, Cowboys defense for the Bucks defense. Sean also had a $0 bid for the Bucks defense, and the Bucks defense were um, a top five defense last year, and their next few games are actually uh, pretty good. They play Carolina week two, new quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they have the Broncos in week three in Denver, but still going up against Drew Locke. Week four, Tyrod Taylor. And week five against Trubisky. So next few weeks will be pretty good for the Bucks defense. And... Sean and Tyler dropped the Colts defense for the Bears defense. And Bears defense has the Giants for this week, which is most likely be the only week Sean and Tyler keep the Bears defense against the Giants. And because next week they play the Falcons in Atlanta. So, um,. Yeah, so all in all, I feel like Sean Tyler... Oh, and also uh, Keith dropped 
the Seahawks defense for Arizona's defense. Arizona plays Washington week two, Lions in week three. And the Seahawks play New England in week two, Cowboys in week three. So, yep. Yeah, so what I was, I was going to... What I, what I was getting at was I feel like it was a pretty interesting um, week one or however you want to say it, but the first week of actual waivers was pretty interesting and there was a decent amount of money spent uh, early on so far. So I'm going to end this episode with my predictions for week two. Um, I got myself beaten Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Um, I think Sean Bryan's going to be a tough, tough matchup, but ultimately I feel like Sean beats Bryan. Um, Sean Tyler beat Dum Dum. Jimmy beats Lloyd, no question. Chris Cox beats Keith. And I think Kevin squeaks by Brandy to prove the 2-0. And we'll go out on a limb and say that... Uh, let's see here. I'm going to say Sean Cox has the highest score for Week 2. And this has been Episode 64 of the Football with the Boys podcast. Good luck to everyone in Week 2. And... Uh, Until next episode, talk to you later.